Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles and the Big Apple in New York City, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com. I almost messed that word up. Along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg at thecaregiverspace.org. Also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on the 26 global audio and video platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher, and just too many more to mention. In fact, we're <laughs> proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two caregiver podcast on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do. Michelle Tennant, a Psychology Today contributor, and today's show is called Is Busy, a four-letter word. Ouch. I can tell you that it, <laughs> for me, I think it is. <laughs> and for caregivers in general, it is. But before we get started, I want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, Carlin Maddox, an experienced journalist. He wrote A Path Revealed, How Hope, Love, and Joy Found Us Deep in a Maze Called Alzheimer's. Just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com or any of our other 26 global networks I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Michelle, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Thanks for showing up uh, last minute. Um, someone didn't show up, and you, uh, you're the pinch hitter. I'm oh, always the pinch hitter. Yeah, happy to be the pinch hitter. <laughs> well, I, I start off each interview just saying, who is Michelle Tennant and why did God put her on this God, green earth? You want me to answer that from what I think? Well, <laughs> yes, because what I think doesn't matter. It's all about you, Michelle. That's right. That's right. So I am on the planet so that we can uh, experience full human development. So a lot of times we're thwarted in our daily rush of life and then we're not really sitting back and thinking, well, why am I on the planet and what difference can I make with another person? And that's really what my entire body of work in my life um, at the age of 52 is about. I have a master's degree in human development. I also contribute to psychology today in a blog called Mental Injury is Not Mental Illness and the Effects okay. of Trauma on the Brain. So I have a lot of experience on how the brain is actually affecting the body. And then day to day, I'm actually a publicist. And so I also can speak to how marketing fads are actually affecting us in the development and our experience and satisfaction of life. So we're going to have a juicy conversation <laughs> in the next little bit about is busy a four letter word. And um, we think that it is, and we'll tell you how it actually contributes and then also hurts your, your full human development for your own satisfaction in life. Well, it's like the chicken and the egg, you know, which came first where we, uh, where we raised to be busy and have a work ethic and, 
not wasting time. Hey, get up off your butt. You know, you got work to do with our parents and all that. Or is it just inbred in us? You know, there are just go-getters and there are lazy people. What's your opinion on that? Um, I don't think that fundamentally there are lazy people. I think that we're all lazy to some extent. And I think that uh, if anything, people let's just take it back to when we were cavemen and women, right? <laughs> and we're just trying to get by. We're just t trying to band together so that we can outrun the tiger. Fight or flight, yes. Yeah, right? So how do you move? In our culture today, there are, there's the flight and uh, uh, fight, but then there's also the freeze. So how do you move from those to flow? That's really the question. And so when we talk about the word busy, we need to talk about, well, the definition of busy. And there's, um, I, want, I want to ask you a few questions, Dave and Adrian. And this is from one of my articles at Psychology Today. But I just want to ask you the questions and be thinking about what busy is for you. So when you say, sorry, I'm busy in life to a family member or a colleague at work or whatever it is. Did you say that you're too busy to avoid being with that person? That's one question. Or did you say you were too busy because you're feeling overwhelmed, not taking care of yourself and spread too thin? Or did you say you were too busy because you've overscheduled your commitments? And finally, did you say you were too busy because you're feeling inadequate and needing to stroke your ego? I've done that. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's a fifth option, but if, if I tell somebody I can't, I'm just too busy. For example, I'm a member of Toastmasters uh, from a long, long time ago, but now I'm so busy doing other things, speaking. I'm trying to get my book finished. I've got deadlines on that at the radio shows. And so uh, they're always calling me and say, hey, you know, every other week, uh, you know, I just can't do it. I am just way too busy. I've got too many deadlines. And if I do it, because I, I have a tendency to help people out, I, I don't want to disappoint people. And I, I many times I say, okay, I'll do it. And I, and I enjoy it. But now I'm up till two in the morning doing what I should have been doing when I was on the show. So what answer would that be? Well, I think that that's on the overscheduled commitments. Okay? Probably, yeah. Right. And the fact of it is, is that you have a life and but the difference is, is that what for some, one person is you're completely overscheduled and too busy for another person. They've got loads of time. They're doing what you would normally do, but they would have extra time. So then the question becomes is, well, are you resisting your life? What does that mean? Well, Let's just take a look at your phone. So everybody grab your phone and look at your uh -oh, calendar. She's going to look at my okay? phone. So let's look my at our phone. Calendar. And how many things do you have scheduled for today? Today. Think, okay. Okay. Is it, are you really busy One, two, or three, does four, it just five, occur like I only have like six things busy? on my phone. How many? Six. Six. Yes. Okay. I have 25. Oh my gosh. You're way too busy. Well, see, but am I? But then the experience. Do of they the all get done or do they get pushed uh, over to tomorrow? Is this something that's on a schedule or your list of things to do? There you go. That's a big question, too. And the, the truth, the, you are the creator, right? You're the one who sets your schedule. Yet 
we pretend that we didn't actually create that schedule. Right. So that's why do I, I really... feel like I'm being interviewed here. <laughs> well, it's just the, th the thing that's what no, I, I like, like to do is kind of bring like these questions yeah. about your life to kind of have you step back and go, well, is it a crutch or is it an excuse or is it a real reason? Like, is it uh, an authentic reason that you're giving in life? Right. So we're talking to caregivers today. Right. And so because that's really your audience, Dave. And I remember when I was caregiving my father, when he passed from, um, you know, he was in hospice care, he had lung cancer and I was trying to, um, build my business, uh, keep my mom calm. We were trying to figure out the oxygen and not blow up the house, those moments. And then I like would look at my self care. And then I would just say to other people, like they, you know, somebody would ask me to go out for a coffee and then I would say, no, I'm too busy. But what was the reason there? Was it because I didn't want to be with that person? Was it because I actually had to be with my parents and take care of them? Wasn't I also deserving of time for myself to renew myself so that I could go back and take you know, exemplary care of my father? These are the questions to really ask when the words busy comes out of your mouth. Because a lot of times we use it as an excuse. Yeah. And then it's not really taking responsibility for... Gosh, I'm not, you know, I'm committed. Yeah, um, I, I and, use that as an excuse, and I felt a little guilty doing it, so I don't do it anymore. I, I try to be honest with someone who say, you know, I would really love to, but um, can we schedule it in the future? I mean, pull your yeah. calendar out. And otherwise, you know, oh, yeah, we'll get together sometime. Well, that's never going to happen. And if, if I don't want it to happen, that's what I'll say. Because let's face it, some relationships are just uh, draining. They're like sponges that suck the energy right out of you. And I don't want that. And I don't want toxic relationships. So there are some relationships that I do not want, but they, they haven't gotten the clue yet. And I don't want to be mean, you know? Yeah. I think that people, it's no, there's no reason to be mean with people, you know, and sometimes being honest and saying um, it's fine to use the busy excuse, right? It's fine to say I'm too busy. And then whatever the reason is, the question really here is for your satisfaction in life and your happiness in life to be in touch with, the word, the four letter word busy in what it signals for you in your life and the relationship you have to self care and how it is for you in your relationship with your schedule and being present and being there for yourself and for other people in your life who depend on you. That's really what I'm talking about here. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, that's what, and, I, and so I started, <laughs> I started to play with the word busy when I was on a board uh, I was in a local community and, you know, I was listening to the fad of the time, which was, um, you know, get locally involved, go support local business, get locally involved in your politics. And I was like, gosh, I'm really playing at an international scale. I'm not doing enough in my own backyard. <laughs> We've all been there. I know you've been sure. there, too. <laughs> so I, I volunteer at my local co-op. I love organic food. I love, you know, people who play in gardens. Uh, it was one of the most horrible experiences of my life for two years. <laughs> and what happened was right up there was being on a school board meeting. You right? I mean, <laughs> I thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to love me. You know, they're going to I'm going to have all these ideas. I'm going to be able to contribute. Well, I would show up for meetings. I was yelled at. <laughs> I was admonished for bringing um, technology versus hard paper. 
which I was like, aren't you all, aren't we all tree huggers in the room? Why am I being admonished for having, not bringing paper, right? They were just older than me and they didn't understand that just because I was coming with my phone didn't mean I wasn't prepared, right? Because I would prepare a week earlier and then have well, all my notes down, you know, very I mean, sometimes they'll see you with your phone and think you're not present. And you, yeah. you just have things going on, too. They don't understand it's a computer, not a phone. Right. Right. So then everybody <laughs> takes notes differently. And some people who rely on their digital means use their phones and their computers and laptops and whatnot to actually have all of the notes from their preparation for meetings in the like i just put mine all in my where my calendaring is mm -hmm. right so then yeah. i have to be reminded about something i don't have to have it in the brain i just have the computer be the brain for me right but i was admonished for that and then um i was also uh, uh we had hired a trainer to come in and mind you this was a retreat on a saturday that i could have been mountain biking or i could have been <laughs> kayaking and playing with my friends and my husband out in the nature and renewing myself that way. But no, I had to give back to the community. I had to be an upstanding citizen. And so there I was, you know, being yelled at by the trainer for talking too much. And so I said, <laughs> you know, it goes a lot. You know, like at the break, I was like, you know, it goes a long way just to say, um, can you wrap it up in 30 seconds with a smile? <laughs> he then yelled at me more. And I, I looked around, I said, you know what, this is my day off and I'm a volunteer and uh, I'm not being respected. Bye. So I went and got my groceries and then I left and then I sent, and of course, you know, the next week the trainer was horrified and apologized. And I think that he was just having a bad day, which some people do, you know, and that's fine. But the point is, is that when we're giving of ourselves, what is the what is the reciprocal nature of the relationship and is it really worth your time right dave and adrian you give a lot of your time to this whole body of work around you know providing resources for caregivers and if you were volunteering your time for somebody you wouldn't stand to be disrespected but some caregivers who are so you know i remember when i was taking care of my father and it was you know, it was all job. I could think about, right? Are you going to have, are you going to stand up for yourself and say, please don't treat me that way? That's it's hard to get a caregiver to say that. Sometimes you get a caregiver to say that and the person on the other end can't do anything about it because they've got Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer brain. Uh, God knows what else. <laughs> they, they really are incapable of of making the change which is much more it, it then proves the point back there about the self-care like what's what language is coming out of your mouth that gives you an indication of how you're feeling inside right and so uh, you know when my father had gotten to that state adrian uh it was just the little moments where i wouldn't step over like getting a massage i mean mm -hmm. that you know, just an hour out of my life when the rest of the time is just completely absorbed by family and commitments. But that one little hour was for me. That one little hour was for something to renew myself. So I'd have enough energy to give when I give back. Cause I just, you can't give from an empty cup. You just can't.
And selfish, a lot of people think is a four-letter word or a dirty word. But, you know, <laughs> caregivers are so selfless that if they just try to be selfish, you know, forget about feeling guilty. It's only going to bring that pendulum right equal to balance, you know. They will never reach the, the selfish side to the other side because it's just not in them. But caregivers need to be selfish in order to survive. I wonder if we could come up. I would just, when you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, busy is a four-letter word. Self is also a four-letter word. And I wonder if it could stand for something, right? So, um, so S could be stand up. <laughs> right. E could be, um, you know, evaluate your commitments or something. Emancipate. <laughs> what is it, Adrian? Emancipate. Emancipate. And then L. Liber- I mean, liberate. Liberate. <laughs> and then up. F is, I like F just fun, you know, stand up. Fun, yeah. Emancipate and liberate for fun, you know. Uh, kind of puts a little twist on that self because I think that it's true that you are, especially in our culture, considered selfish if you put yourself first. Not just the American culture. There's some other cultures in the country, in the world too. And I think that it's important, especially during the pandemic when everybody's depleted and we've got short fuses, even at the grocery store. The other day, somebody threw a smoothie at one of the employees, right? Did you hear about that? No. This gentleman had gone into a smoothie shop. It was um, in the national news and thought he had asked for his child has peanut allergies and he'd asked for no peanuts in the smoothie and it was, had peanuts in it, but they, he, the, uh, the workers at the smoothie shop said, you never said that your child has allergies and it was just a mistake. And he completely went berserk and threw the smoothie at the employee. Well, his, it, you know, how things go viral. And then he was actually fired from his job and with a large uh, corporation who does financial planning and then uh, we're left on the, just watching this news cycle about this person who erupts, which is constantly what we do with our news cycle. They didn't fire the kid, though, did they? No. In fact, the company stood up for the employees and said, we will not allow this type of outburst of behavior and this type of anger. You know, do not come back to our store. Right. Well, so they for them. we're seeing a shift. In and, his defense, wasn't he really worried about his child? Right? You can see it from both sides, can't you? I right? tried. So who, yeah, but to throw yeah. the smoothie at the kid? I mean, come on. I mean, no, there's just... But if his don't smoothie make a right. had taken a sip, I mean, he could have gone into shock. So the father is... It would have been his fault acting. for not asking it. We have the same problem at our gas station. Give me uh, five dollars on number three, right? And they're really on number seven, and they come back when they, when they figure it out. Somebody pulled up to number three, got his gas, and drove away. And then, <laughs> I, you know that's your fault. You give us the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm, bad for you, but I, I'm not going to give you your fifty dollars back because that guy's got it. Well, I, these are really great examples of how the news cycle also affects your life. 
and how uh, simple stories, like it's they're really great conversation starters with people just like us. And so I really want to challenge everybody listening that when you listen to the news tonight, tomorrow, this week, how is that affecting your life? And I'd, with this particular smoothie example, I'd like for people to really be thinking about okay, how can I make my expectations clear with the language that's coming out of my mouth? Also, how can we have empathy for the workers who may have misunderstood because there wasn't clear language, but then also for the child who could go into shock and that's a fear state for that father, right? All these things. So your language really affects how your life unfolds, but then also the stories that you consume, consume you. So if I'm listening to a story on the news and it's not uplifting my life and I'm already overwhelmed and way too busy, you might want to turn off that news and, you know, listen to something a little more uplifting. I, I've got what I call junk um, TV shows. Like it's called, you know, like, hey, I have junk, uh, junk food. Yeah. And you sometimes you just want a potato chip. Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> but I love Beverly Hillbillies. But it's not that one. It's Forensic Files. No, I, I'm just saying. In in Manhattan, where I live, the default channel that things open up to is Channel Three, and that's the channel that has Me TV and all of the old sitcoms. So that's why I said Beverly. <laughs> oh, I love that. And you know what's been fun? And this this might be for some people who uh, lately, you know, my mom is uh, has lived past my father's passing, um, but she's getting on. And so I feel the need to um, caretake from afar, even though she has her independence still. So I call her on WhatsApp. Yes, she can use... <laughs> She can use technology. It's like shocking to everybody. But I actually then have my cell phone and then we're watching Golden Girls together. And then we can still have some time together. And I can just check in on her a little bit. You know, like, how's it going today? What are you eating? You know, are you staying warm? Those kinds of things. Um, But yeah. And so my husband, when I, but when I'm alone, not watching sitcoms, sitcoms, I might indulge in forensic files which typically has me left in tears and crying. And my husband comes home and says, why are you watching that trash (laughs) where people are being, he calls it murder TV. I was like, I don't know. I just, I just love it. Right. (laughs) And I just give myself compassion because sometimes we just make the wrong choices. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michelle, it's been a fun, fun interview. Time sure flies when you're having fun. And uh, I, I can't believe we've, We've come to the end of the hour, and why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of Michelle Tennant and uh, what you can offer them? You have any books out there? What do you What are you selling? I do. I have a I have a book um, at uh, we. Well, you can read all about my services at the Psychology Today blog if you want to read that article and more. And it's write the trauma, and you can write the trauma dot com, and you can. Uh, you can spell it either way, ah. but the way that I'm actually talking about it is writing W R I T E the trauma. So um, I would love to hear from everybody and just hear 
what you all think about that article in particular about busyness and how you're actually uh, discerning busy for yourself in your life. Are you answering these emails that come to you? I am personally. Oh, wow. All right. Look for one from me. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And me now, peer pressure. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show and saving our uh, dead air time. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. great. Thanks. And just reminded hey, everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in each and every week and making us the number one caregiver show on the internet. And remember, all our shows are recorded podcast, video casts, and you can watch them on you know YouTube, Talk Radio, Pod, Podbean, and many, many more, and also on caregiverdave.com. And don't forget, Adrian is at thecaregiverspace.org, and Facebook is the same name without the org at the end. And she has lots of great groups. And my membership website is a free support community, free gifts, as well as uh, my Facebook page with the same name. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Click the like button, whatever platform you're watching or listening to. It helps the algorithms help caregivers even more. Yes. Again, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Until next week, same time, same channel. God bless you all. Bye-bye. We are a community of caregivers understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we are here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise. Like the birds will never sing